0: I was saying, my name is Benjamin Labriel, uh, married, father of four kids, and um, I'm Guatemalan. I was born in a place called Puerto Barrios on the east coast of Guatemala and uh, near to Honduras and Belize. So it's kind of like a border town. And uh, now I live near Guatemala City, and uh, this is basically. Uh, summary of of, of uh, who I am well and, and I love dogs the, just one thing that I really do love I, I love dogs I've had ever since I have uh, memory I've had a dog except for well, maybe when I went to, to to Guatemala City to study but otherwise I've had a dog at my house always and so now we have some Guatemalan Dogos or Dogo Guatemalteco, what they call them here. It's the, it's the, the, the old, this is the new name. They used to be called the Guatemalan Bull Terriers, but they changed the name a few years ago to Dogo Guatemalteco or Guatemalan Dogo. And that's what we have now. We have um, approximately, no, not approximately. We have eight dogs right now, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. That's me. And... Dogs. <laughs> um. Uh, good question. Uh, a few years ago, uh, we decided with the kids that we wanted a dog, and and so we started doing our research. Uh, back in the day, when we when we had a uh, when we had when I got a dog, it was just based on you know a dog we like. We looked at the dog and we liked it, and we're gonna get it. But this time, I started doing research as my kids were a little bit younger, and so I. I wanted a dog that this time adapted to our, to our needs as a family and, and that we could take care of the dog properly. So we started doing research, and uh, I had this thing for, um, uh, there was this dog that I really liked, the Brazilian Fila. And so I started doing my research on the Fila, and, and my kids were like, yeah, I don't know. And one of my kids, one of the boys saw uh, the, the Argentinian dog. And so uh, we looked at it, and we were like, "He he really was into that dog," and uh, I wasn't so sure. So I remember, I I recall that maybe fifteen or twenty years ago, my next door neighbor had this this dog, you know. And so I went, and I I was an American. I had an American Pitbull back then, Mm -hmm. so I um, saw her dog, and look what what's. You know, this is a, I had never seen this dog before. And she told me, look, it's a Guatemalan Dogo. Uh, and, you know, as, as a Guatemalan, we're like, hey, really, a Guatemalan dog? Yeah, it's a Guatemalan Dogo. And, and, uh, and so I saw the dog was gorgeous, really protective of, of their property. And, I mean, so that was the first thing I I, I recalled about the name. When my son said Argentinian Oh, I told him, look, there is a Guatemalan Dogo. Maybe we should do our research and find out about it. So we started doing research, and then we ended up calling the um, association. I, I think I visited the association, the, the the local dog club here in Guatemala City. So mm-hmm. I just went there, and they gave me information. They they, they they gave me the numbers of a couple of breeders, and that's where we started. So we're like, no, we're going to go into Guatemala. So we got our first dog, and we were immediately connected. We, we, we were just excited about it. About our, our dog and, and so that's how it started. But we did our research and then we decided to go with our local dog. That's pretty much mm-hmm. got into it. Yeah, yeah. Don't necessarily breed all the time, mm-hmm. no or don't consider myself a, a, a professional. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. dog trainer either. I mm-hmm. just, just love my dogs. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I just love my um, we got this first dog. And uh, I just really didn't know much about it. And if you've done your research, you'll realize that there's not much information about these dogs. And um, I just noticed that it was a really smart dog. Our first dog, male dog, really smart dog, really loving dog. So we, um, so I decided, yeah, probably we could get an, a, a female, another female, and and uh, and just, um, eventually we could just have more dogs afterwards. Just get another female. So, so I started doing my research about dog breeding, and so I realized that it's not just to, you know, just to put two dogs together. But, you know, I just dove in, uh, uh, dove into this, and just started doing my research, getting, getting in touch with breeders and finding other dogs. So I ended up with two more females and then just went adding uh, to my program or just decided, oh, maybe we could do something and just, um, just uh, you know, just come up, just breed dogs and have more dogs and just have them and just love them. And that was the, ba- the basic idea of this. But then as I started getting other dogs, I I, I just started noticing different phenotypes. And so I started, well, I probably could start thinking about having a line of these dogs. Mm -hmm. And and immediately it struck me I mean, we need to have a little bit more uniformity with the dogs and just, you know, kind of like fix a look because you have, I saw different uh, dogos, you know, some were taller, some were uh, heavier dogs, bullier dogs. And some were big bone, but really, uh, uh, how would I say, uh, um, uh, just muscle. Just really, if, if I were to compare them with boxing with the bo- boxing weights, I would say you had really heavy dogs, heavyweight dogs, and then you had like, like midweight dogs. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so we have different dogs here. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna. In my naive naivete, <laughs> just I'm gonna like fix a line. It, it's not that yeah. simple. It, I mean, it, it's a lot of work. It, it takes time and patience. And really, it gets to a point where you really need to know what you're doing. But that was my goal and a hobby. And so I just decided, yeah, I'm gonna get more dogs and just try to do that. You know, just read. and, and we don't breed all the time, as I say. But that's our goal. Just try to fix. Uh, or get a uh, the dog to a point where we can have something that we can okay this is our dog this is the dog that we have this is you know mm-hmm. our line and that's, that's our goal in, in, in this that's why we're into this and my family uh, of course they have been really supportive I mean they just mm-hmm. indulge with <laughs> this craziness of mine so yeah yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's, it's here with me uh, that's a good that's a good question because it's a this breed, the Guatemalan Dogo, is a breed that is over 100 years old, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a breed that just uh, interestingly started as um as a uh, it, it, it's a breed that a breed that was formed naturally. It, it was uh, uh, it was formed naturally, and I'm guessing you know um, Americans came over, British came over, and they brought their dogs with them. Yeah. You know, those that were uh, from here. So um, with time, uh, 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 some uh, there's a family called the, the Galusers and the Gerardis. They had, they probably had, the, they were the ones that had the, the white English terrier or bull terrier. And they also had Dalmatians and the old type boxers. So from what I've heard, and there's this is not documented but it's common knowledge among guatemala doggo breeders is that these dogs naturally formed and um these two families the Girardis and the galusers had at one point ending of last century they had or beginning of last century they already had that dog i mean they did not document how they did it but you know you have this white English terrier but different than the original white English terrier so they are also I've known they have pictures of these dogs in the um, uh, you know in, in the bull rings and and that's that's where you found the dogs mm-hmm. so they were are set good guardians and and uh, and etc etc so it it's an old breed and and, and with time, you know, folks added uh, different dogs. Probably the modern boxers. I've heard, and and I'll probably get beaten up if somebody watches this interview <laughs> for saying this. But I know for a fact that there's brought in at one point, maybe eight generations ago, an American an American Bulldog. Okay. Just one American Bulldog, and mixed it with what they had, and so you had. Uh, and just one, and I think it was with four or five females. And I don't know what happened afterwards, but they stopped doing it. But then, you know, it's a young breed that, that has been, you know, finding its way. You know, so you have really big dogs, and you have the older dogs. The pictures that, that I've seen of older dogs are really not so uh, bully dogs, they, they really look more like a boxer mixed with a Dalmatian. And so they had that. Type that type of dog. So, if you ask my opinion, at one point when I saw the first dog I had, it was really short dog, kind of bullier dog, and uh, at one point I said, "This is really a nice dog." And really looked. I've sent pictures to folks that know about dogs and know about uh, that type of dogs, and they say, "Look, it looks like a like a like an American bulldog before." they started adding all this mass to these dogs. So uh, people that know the history of that type of dog. So I'm like, wow, interesting. So at one point I was interested in having a big dog, a big bullier dog, but uh, uh, after having different lines of the dog, of the of the breed, I've kind of come to the idea, I, I kind of fell in love with a medium sized dog, like a really athletic dog that can do everything, can do a lot of things. And so that's what I'm looking for. Not a big dog, not a small dog, but just a medium-type dog That because the standard says it's a medium-sized dog. And, um, and that's what we're trying to look at the standard and just follow it and just... Uh, 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 of course, that's what the standard is there for, and, and we're trying to look for a medium-sized dog. I'm not really interested in, in a huge dog, just a medium-sized dog, an athletic dog, a, a dog that can do... Anything you, you set him up for, so that's pretty much what we're what we're looking for. Yeah. And and health wise, when when you mention it, I mean, the dogs are. I mean, I'm sorry for pets around here, but we really do not have to visit. Uh, so they're really healthy dogs, and so um, I'm guessing is because uh, we haven't been eager to, you know, just add certain things or exaggeration yeah. so that's the dog is still the way it is and so um, that's 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 what i like about the dog and that as i, as I was telling you before i fell in I, there were other breeds that i was interested in just you know for my family but then i happened to come in contact with these other breed, breeds and and just saw health issues that mean that were there and that, that come naturally with the dogs. And so I just noticed that our dogs just really, they don't get sick. When we got in touch, I was just excited. I, I just called these other breeders. Look, guys, I'm probably not the right guy to do this, but you know, there's going to be this interview and, and they were all excited. It's in English also, you handle it. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I'm, there are a lot of breeders out there or a few breeders out there that really want to do things the right way. And uh, there, we're, there's this new generation of us that are interested in promoting the breed and getting, because it is a nice dog. It is a great dog. I mean, I'm not, it's not because I'm, I don't want to sound biased because I, I have that breed, but it, it is a great dog. I mean, it's a family dog. You can, you can it's just a, a, a dog that will love family, uh, just want to be wherever the family is. And then you have the dog that will take care of property. It's not an aggressive, over aggressive dog. Uh, like it's not a dog that has overly civil aggression, but they will take care of your property. And uh, unfortunately, the the animal aggression side that that's a little bit of a problem because they will. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a working dog, so they, they will. You have to be careful if you have over two, three dogs. You have to be. Um especially with same sex dogs, I mean you have to I cannot have two males together, so I just have them they're separated mm-hmm. and, uh, and some females won't get along. Uh, females mm-hmm. tend to get along more, but some will get along and once they you know you just have to be careful and just take those measures and be a responsible uh owner and, and just know your dog. and if you have mm-hmm. other animals, uh, cats or smaller dogs, I would not recommend that. According to Max, I would not have uh, my. Even if you breed, if you raise them together, I've had uh, my first dog. We had some rabbits, and and he uh, the first year he was okay with them. All of a sudden, uh, a year after, he just he just got interested in them, and he just was just you know just waiting for the chance to get a hold of them, and uh, mm-hmm. so we had to take measures and, and separate them separate them from him so it it has a high prey drive Dogs high prey drive but i mean but they're obedient so i have had issues with my dogs in the sense that um i mean they'll listen to your voice i mean it's not that i've trained them to do so i'm not a train a dog trainer but they they'll just listen to you but if they get a chance to exercise what they were bred for or or exercise their nature, if that makes sense, I mean, they'll do it. They'll, they'll, I mean, I, I don't know if folks that use their dogs for hunting or for, uh, but I'm Correct. sure that if, that's just a fact. I'm sure that if you taught your dogs, t- took your dogs hunting, your dogos, they'll have business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whether is it, um, uh, but, How do you call it—a small uh, game or big game? I'm sure they can. They have the weight. They have the agility. They have the strength to do so. I don't know of anyone that does it, but uh, I know my dogs. You know, I've I've been with them for a while, and I understand that that's something they can do. Mm -hmm. we would have to find that out? But I'm—I'm not a hunter, so I don't—not interested in doing so. But I'm sure that I—I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So yeah yeah they have, they're strong dogs and they can they can they have the energy to do so and the prey drive to do so yeah, yeah. once again the the breed isn't even known here in Guatemala okay. so okay. but but it, it is known but in cert, certain uh, circles uh, what what i mean by that is that, that you have breeders that have been with the dog for 30 40 years and i'm uh, i'm not one of them but you have these breeders that just had have they've they've had their dogs for so long and it's just them that have their dogs. And and we're aware and I understand now that the local club, as it's a new breed, relatively new breed, they've been very careful, and this is something that I didn't realize before, but they have been very careful to um, keep the dog safe from getting into the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. because it's a dog that we know for a fact that certain people uh, we do not agree on this but certain people have bought their dogs so so I can 80s have heard I haven't heard about that recently but mm-hmm. you have people, because it's a dog that will excel at that mm-hmm. it's, a dog, it's a dog that will do that so the, the, the club has been now I understand why they don't promote the breed that much because they want to, you know, they want to, like, uh, make sure that the owners of the of these dogs are responsible owners and owners that will not engage in that sort of activities. Those are uh, those activities. So they have been very careful about that. S- having said that, I mean, there's a group of us of new breeders that are also interested in getting the dog known because it's an awesome dog. I mean, it's a family dog. It's a dog that... that I cannot see restrictions for owning these dogs. I mean, space, they can adapt to small space. They can adapt to big space. They're awesome with children, with family. They'll take care of property. And so it's it's a really nice dog. But so uh, as a group of us that are interested in getting the dog to be known. And and, uh, having said that, I understand both sides, but you have folks that have owned Dogs for many years. I just met a breeder a couple of months ago, and he's he he owned the first champion that was showed. And uh, when they start showing these dogs, so I mean, these guys just love their dogs, and they're not interested in in just over uh, overselling the dogs because that doesn't happen here. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a dog that. Uh, that you is a popular dog, especially in the city. Uh, the folks prefer smaller dogs, uh, which is fine. I understand that. So it's, it's, it's other than space, it's, it's a dog that anyone can have. But you have breeders are really careful. They don't breed all the time, and that's what I've gotten to understand. We have to be very careful, and really now we're really picky about who, where dogs go, what kind of families will take in the dogs. Make sure that these families are just gonna love the dog, and just them safe and keep them protected and that's something we worry about now mm-hmm. yep. Yep. So it's not a, as, sorry I, sorry to go back but as it's not a dog that folks have used to hunting because it's not a hunting is not a big thing down here Okay. and, and so it's not a dog that has been used for uh, or for useful activities or for activities such as you know what the dog was uh, dog argentina was promoted for that doesn't happen down here, but uh, so that's that's why uh, not many people that will work their dogs have heard about it. But it's a dog that can handle business, as I'm as I said before. Yeah, but definitely, definitely. And it was this is a fu- not a funny anecdote. It's just I, I just walk my dogs without a leash, uh, without a lead. I mean, I just take four or five dogs with me and just walk them every day and. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting uh, near, by where I live, there's a farm. They have some cows. It's funny how they look at the cows. They <laughs> just start like, you oh, know, look at that. <laughs> so, so you know that their ancestry, as you said, they were used for definitely. They're, they're the uh, descendants, the right descendants. I would say this from those dogs used for bull baiting and uh, those mm-hmm. sports. As and and uh, we're not against the history it's just it is what it is right and, and so we're yeah. as you said and having said that they really t- uh, the ancient breeders really took care into what kind of dogs they were breeding and, mm-hmm. and uh and they you know managed to come up with these great dogs i mean <laughs> that's what they are i mean they're just great dogs and um they don't do only that. They can do many things, you know, many uh, useful things and constructive things with these right. dogs. So that's but that's why they're awesome. But they have that history in them. So that's really yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they and they're recognized by the local Guatemalan canine um, uh, association, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're recognized since the, the standard was written in the seventies, early 70, nineteen seventy-two, to be exact. And so it's there have been efforts to get the breed known outside of Guatemala. We know of of dogs that have gone out of Guatemala, especially the states. We have I don't I don't have direct contact with them, but we know that some dogs have gone to the states, Costa Rica, and all over Central America. And uh, there's been this effort to uh, recognize the dog uh, with the SCI which is the you know the international whatever it said mm. yeah <laughs> Not, yeah <it's> French <laughs> uh, so there have been efforts uh, the, the person that wrote the standard I have to talk about him a little bit he, the, the, he was a veterinarian Dr Arturo Chavez he was the one that wrote the standard uh, al- along with other breeders they, they wrote the standard. But this generation of 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 breeders they they passed away recently. They've been passing away, Uh, and so they they were the ones that were really into the dogs, really understood what kind of dog the Guatemalan Dogo was, and they were the ones that were promoting the dog. But unfortunately, their efforts have been you know uh, paused. I would say that paused for for a while as they you know they passed away, and but they they did a, a. uh, a good job defining the standard, and uh, and and setting just the the setting the standards so the rest of us can can uh, stand on their shoulders basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's what's uh, going on with this dog right now. They have an mm-hmm. efforts also. I know for a fact uh, or a close relationship with the ABKC. Okay. So, hopefully hopefully soon uh the abkc i mean they're aware of the dog right now and hopefully eventually i mean they will uh, eventually come to recognize our breed and um but that's pretty much how it stands right now yeah and uh, it's funny i I don't show dogs uh probably once i took my one of my dogs to show i'm not a big on show and um but but i think that's also very important i mean what these I mean, ABKC or FCI or AKC, whatever, uh, they're good venues. I mean, we, we need to show our dogs to see what's happening out there just to understand a little bit more about the dogs. And um, So I think, uh, yeah, for our breed, it's is just we have two goals. I mean, uh, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I have two goals right now with the with, with Guatemalan Is uh, Really just fix a little bit more this dog just just get one uh, a consistent look that was the word i was looking for before. Mm-hmm. Be a little bit more consistent and then after you know achieving consistency that will take a while um, i'm guessing whenever we get there we'll get there but uh we're looking for consistency and also we're looking um for that you know just for people to know there's a guatemalan dog i mean around there and that is a great dog that that families can have and, and uh, th- those are two goals consistency and then getting the dog uh, recognized but sometimes it's hard to to uh, promote a dog that is you know is, our dog is not scattered but we need to fi- fight for consistency that's what we're that's what we're talking about now with uh, you know with these breeders we get together and we talk about it and uh, we understand that the goal is consistency and that's what we're seeking. I'm, with that, I'm not saying that our there is a breed, and the breed exists, and and the dogs are breeding to a type, but we can, we can also find a little bit more consistency in our breed. Just I'm just saying that. But mm-hmm. other other than that, that's those are two goals that we have in a short term. I would say. Yeah, um, the the height for the our dogs that feed females. Are um, supposed to be. Let me just think. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to think of, in inches right now. Just, <laughs> just to uh, adapt a little bit. A female centimeters. So let me check that a little bit. Also, I have my notes here. I'm just gonna go straight yeah, to yeah. notes. So numbers. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Okay. I have it here in inches and centimeters. So. Uh, Height at the withers should be um, 21 to 24 inches for females, for males, sorry, and for females from 20 to 23 inches. Those, okay. That's height to the withers. So, um, this is a medium sized dog. And the weight mm-hmm. should be males, 88 pounds to 99 pounds, 100 pounds, 99 pounds, and females is from 77 pounds to 88 pounds. So, okay. yeah. So that's pretty much the head. We don't have a size for the head, but th- these are the pro- pro- proportions that they're talk about. That the the width has to be has uh, the width is more important than the length. So the dog's head has to be wider than it is longer, or the muzzle as okay. well. And the dog also its body also has to be longer. Than is it taller, at least a 10% longer than is it taller. So that's basically it. If you talk about numbers, uh, those are the only numbers that are pairing the standard. We don't have a head size. As I say, I've been noticing that the all really old dogs, dogs from the 70s, were really lighter dogs. Mm-hmm. Then in the 80s, you really had these heavy dogs, really bullier looking dogs. And then right now, a, to so this day, I've seen, you know, I've seen just medium-sized dogs, but I've seen really light dogs, like big bull, but light frame. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, but as I was telling you, my focus is in taking note on the dogs, that they have to be longer than they are taller. That's my focus. Mm-hmm. And, and really muscular dogs, that they have to be muscular dogs. and And those, as I say, those are that's a summary of the standard here I don't Here, people still the, the ears are supposed to uh, uh, fall down but some people still crop ears and uh, dog the tail so it's really still a popular thing down here I, I, I prefer not to I just keep the dogs you know have their have, keep them natural that's how we, we, we like them and um and uh so other than that the the dog has to be also completely white in the body can have markings on the on the from the neck above and if the dog has markings which is common in in in, in the white dogs that they'll have markings especially in the base of the tail or in certain parts of their body that's it's not a fault but it's a cosmetic fault if you show your dog it won't be appreciated i have a, i have a dog with with, with the mark at the base of her tail and she's um she's she's an awesome dog so uh, so but if you show your dog that's going to be a fault and so uh, they'll prefer a dog with with markings on, on the head any color and and uh but not under the neck mm-hmm. it's cosmetic ball and that's basically the standard I don't know is I'm just summarizing so much information yeah. here, but <laughs> I do not have the right to change a standard that I did not come up with <laughs> okay. and so I I've, I've learned to come with ter- to turn for the dog As I said once I when I started with the dog I was uh, this dog could be heavier could be bigger it could look like a like X or y or Z dog. But then I decided this is a doggo. This is what it is. So I, I just fell in love with the dog, as I said. So I'm I'm looking for to work breeding towards the standard. The only thing I would remove from the standard, from the as it is right now, is the markings, because I've read a little bit about about genetics and how. the the markings in in white dogs happen, and it's interesting. I mean, that it's part of what the dog is. I mean, those marks are not a fault or uh, genetic genetic fault. It's just that the way that gene behaves. So eventually, uh, those markings will show up in the body. So I would would not uh, uh, penalize that. I was just, you know, that's how it is. That's how they're breeding them. It's not a fault. And so I would, that was the, that would be the only thing that I I would change from the standard. If you ask my humble opinion, I'm not, I'm not, I should not even have said that because if it's there in the standard, I mean, uh, these guys that put the standard together were uh, so technicians and veterinarians. They, for some reason, they put it there. And, uh, but my research has showed, showed me that, I mean, that's not a problem. So having said that, I mean, I would ch- I wouldn't change anything else, and also maybe a little bit the bite of the dog. I did not mention that before. Mm-hmm. these, and this is the thing with the dog. I've read the history of these th- these dogs and pragmatism. Uh, when the the under uh, what do you say in English undershot underbite uh-huh. underbite yeah underbite um, is present in our dogs and so the standard says that the dogs can have scissor bite or under bite they're they're both accepted and as i'm saying uh, as i was saying before um like if you show your dog the scissor bite will be the one that is preferred they they prefer the scissor bite and the undershot is thrown upon but then again uh, i have a couple of dogs four dogs that have scissor bite and four with an undershot and they both have a good bite i mean i have i do not understand the problem uh of a scissor bite if it's extreme i understand that but other than that i mean i think they're just uh, i mean they're fine either or I, i do not have a preference on that but they will prefer uh, or breeders and people that show their dogs will prefer uh, will prefer a scissor bite. And uh, most people that they will look for that. Personally I don't have a problem with it, either or mm-hmm. it's not that I don't have standards, but I think they they as long as they work perfectly, I mean they they're they're healthy, that's fine by me. Yeah. These guys were veterinarians. They I um I'm sure they knew what, what they were doing, and they had really, they wanted to add more bone, a little bit more head size to the dog. So it was really specific what they wanted to add to it, So, uh, and they they achieved that. Mm-hmm. And the way they, if you look at the old pedigrees, I have one or two of my dogs are fifth generation of that, uh, when those breedings happen. And um, they exactly, and you can see the pedigrees. Now that I'm learning a little bit about it, it's how they really line bread and they outcrossed and they didn't mm-hmm. think did what they were doing. So I don't know if, as I see the dog uh, considering our context, uh, I have a little bit of space here where I live so I can have a couple of dogs, but considering the context, uh, um, a medium-sized dog is—that's—that's that's pretty much what people will need around here. Uh, a big dog, you know, has other issues with them, and so um, I would not so- add size to it. Would not make it small either, or more compact. Uh, I think the 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 standard is pretty much gives you a, like. like it, it, Weight-wise, it gives you like with males 10, 15 pounds to play with, or with females ten pounds. So I mean, ten pounds is a great difference. So yeah. if you want a lighter, you have ten pounds and it's still within the standard. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And temperament-wise, I think it's a balanced dog. It's not. I mean, I have. I, I just worry about other dogs. Uh, I just worry about. Uh, just making sure that when I walk my dogs, there are no other animals around, and just be careful with that. And other than that is, and the dog will react. If I call them back, uh, they'll come back. They'll just, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to do that. But if if something happens fast, if another animal was to appear around there and just another doc, dog would attack my dog, they, they would defend themselves. So So I really have to be careful with that. Otherwise, mm-hmm wise is it like with people folks I mean I mean it's a dog that will you look at it and you'll respect it but then people realize oh they're not even paying attention to me when you know and so they're like oh will your dog bite mm-hmm. just just let him be and and, mm-hmm. and this dog will have that effect on people they'll respect it but it's not a dog that you have that you'll have issues with except for those two females I told you about I have to I I have to take uh, uh, be careful when I take them out and walk mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. even if you didn't have that much time for exercise, it's a dog that can stay put. I mean, when they're younger, you'll get, you know, this high energy. And um, and of course, they can be the, like any dog. I don't, uh, this is not something specific to the Dogo, But if, if a dog is bored, he'll just handle it. Mm-hmm. Just find to sustain himself. So, um, other than that, uh, uh, their and their requirements for exercise are like, I mean, you can get them used to anything. Uh, so, but but I've seen uh, I have a couple of dogs that really need. They need that time that I need to. They, they look at you like, what time are we going out? <laughs> mm-hmm. We need to This is our time, so they'll get that time. Uh, but not all of them really are interested in leaving the property. That's another thing that I found with years. I've noticed that not all dogs are keen to go outside. Uh, Mm -hmm. like they just, they're, they're happy here. And so some dogs, I have to force them out to walk. (laughs) So I just, uh, we're going to, so as they see all of them are, when the rest of the dogs are leaving, they're like, okay, I'm coming. So I have those dogs as well. So, um, once they're out, they just have fun. But um, it's a really territorial dog, and so they appreciate their house. They they, they, they appreciate being uh, in their space assigned to them, and they're happy there. But, I mean, uh, most of my dogs will enjoy a good walk. I'll walk yeah. them like three hours, two, two hours, sorry, two hours in the morning, sometimes at night. But they, they really appreciate that, really mm-hmm. appreciate it. So, so other than that, spaces, space is not an issue, I would say. Um they'll be, if they have space to run, they'll be happy, but, uh and this is another thing, I don't, I do not keep my dogs, we have a couple of kennels, but we basically don't use them, I mean, we just let them be, and that's how we, we, mm-hmm. we have our dogs, we do not, uh, I understand why that is done, but we do we just let them be, they're outside in the yard, just come inside the house, they go outside the house, they're just, that's how we, we treat our dogs. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so they're, they're really well behaved, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've yeah. tried them. I, I use a flirt pole to, you know, play with the dogs. And if you don't stop with the flirt pole, I mean, they can just go on. And so, you, okay. you know, I mean, so you really have to, like, okay, we're done. Because they, they'll want to continue playing, mm-hmm. playing with the pole. And I'll do it for. 25 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, just you know, really at a high pace, and they'll just they'll just continue until they drop. Mm -hmm. Good good question. We we do it. We we've done it twice. We I've switched back and forth. Uh, Right now I'm doing a raw diet. Uh, That's what we try to do, and um, it's not an easy thing here. It's not a. I I did not know anyone, or a few people probably. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, the the a breeder that um, sold me one of his a female dogo, he's a he's a butcher, so he does. I mean, he he gives the, the leftovers to his dogs. That's how he feeds them. Uh, so I, I I read about you know all these uh, about these diets barf and uh, prey, prey model, and so I, I thought it was interesting. But it is not a it's not an easy thing to do down here so but um I just recently maybe six months ago i switched sh- back to to raw dye. so we'll, well we'll do that and so we'll go to the uh butchers and just look can you save this and this and that and so mm-hmm. they'll just do that and uh so we'll do fish sometimes we'll we'll do our best to to feed our dogs so but we use a raw dye. we've used um um, uh, kibble, uh, we we've done that before. It's easier, it's practical. And I must say this, I I've, I kind of not lied, but I just kind of like didn't say exactly. I had problem with skin allergies. Yeah. Um with using certain kibble, and uh, the kibble mm-hmm. that I use, uh, I found one that did not cause much allergies. I'm not blaming. That. I shouldn't even. Say, okay. Yeah, but. Uh, Kibble. Uh, my experience with kibble has been I have to like really look for one that will yeah. not cause allergies, and I'm. Uh, I've had I've had them. I've, I've used like a wide range of dog foods, mm-hmm. uh, and I've experienced that at least one of the dogs will present uh, some sort of rashes or mm-hmm. uh, rashes after use. I've I've used raw. R- radeye twice and then all those rashes just disappear and yeah kind of say i'm it it may seem that i'm not i'm not trying to you know just um, disregard dog food Uh, i'm not doing that i'm i'm just talking based on my experience and uh that's what i'll i'll try to feed my dogs so but i've done both and as a matter of fact kibble will give a like a Faster result. If you want to see a, a weight yeah. result, want to see. I mean, kibble will do that. So, uh, with uh, raw feeding is just. The tip. I think it, uh, uh, it gives you a different result. But, he- but my dogs, I, I, they seem to be healthy, happier with what they eat now, and mm-hmm. and just a lot of energy. And so I like that. I like mm-hmm. how they look. That's what we do down here. Yeah. I, if I if I forget, miss a spot, you know, I just go pick it up whenever you know twice a day and if I just had to go out I just couldn't take care of that you just come two days after or just come to realize two days after it's gone it's just dust so wow. that, that that was that's something I, I really appreciate yeah. <laughs> yeah changing that it's just the uh, the smell is different yeah I'm barely I'm, you can barely smell it and and that's my I would say that definitely. That was a <laughs> that was something something I really appreciate. I'm the one that, or some of the kids, when they have to pick it up, they're like, oh man, come on. Uh, when with the kibble, now they're like, okay, whatever, and just scoop it up. Really, uh-huh. soft, smaller, and so it's, I haven't had since six months. I haven't had a diarrhea problem with my dogs. Yeah. I haven't. I have not I have that problem with my dogs, so I'm I'm just happy with doing that. So yeah. Yeah. One thing I I read somewhere I don't know exactly where but um, I I do have routines but I'll s- kind of switch them up a little bit mm-hmm. as they get used to um, my my work requires me to you know travel sometimes sometimes I'm here all the time sometimes I'm really not here so uh, having routines is is not ideal for, for dogs but uh, a a regular routine would be um, like get up in the morning. Uh, I don't feed them breakfast early, take them for a walk. So maybe an hour, an hour, over an hour, maybe. I have a walk, just let them run around. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get back and we'll feed them breakfast, which could be from 7 a.m. or it could be at 9 to 10 a.m. So that would that we won't, I'll uh, almost never do the same, uh, mm-hmm. eat at the same time. And then... Or the walk, I'll switch to noon from here. So that's pretty much it. And then at night, I'll take another walk with them, uh, another half an hour, 45 minutes. And, and then we'll feed uh, the puppies because the, the dogs, the big dogs will usually eat one, uh, the adult will dogs will eat once a day. So we'll do it in the morning or mid morning or noon. The puppies will have another meal at night. So we'll we'll do that. Sometimes with the adult dogs, we feed uh, half of what well, there was, half of their meal in the morning, half of their meal at night. So we really don't have even by days. We just we just make sure that they're well fed, and, and thank God we haven't had problems with with having no routine. That that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's worked so far with us. We're really I'm careful with the puppies. Puppies. Are, when I've had puppies, we're really careful with them. We make sure they have food like three times a day. i I, I tried at one with one with one litter. I tried just having food all the time there, but I did not like that system. So mm-hmm. uh, just having food there, sitting there, I just really don't like that. So I just pick it up. I, I, I like to train them. It's or to get their attention. It's just best if they have to get the food from us Mm -hmm. so i i really prefer that and and just remove their food but with puppies we'll 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 make sure that they're not hungry we'll just feed them whenever they need uh, three Mm -hmm. four times a day and then we just go reducing eventually till we get to one feeding a day so that's how we do it Mm -hmm. and i understand that what goes on in, in confirmation shows are important for the breeds of all breeds it's just uh, for me uh, uh it's not it's not so objective to me right <laughs> uh, uh, to me i'm 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 sure i'm wrong i i'm sure there's a science behind it and all these um judges know exactly what they're seeing in a dog and uh, i just can't see what they're seeing so um i have not been interested in in uh in showing dogs but uh then again, with the breeders that we've been, uh, we have a close relationship with that the, you need to show your dogs. You cannot keep, you need, that's part of uh, what, what uh, dog ownership is about. You need to show your dogs. So uh, we're thinking about doing that. Uh, and the next show is in February, so we're planning on attending. And so we're working with a, with a four, he's five, he's in five months, uh, five months old puppy right now. And just, we just, i of like, working with him right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as for breedings, we do have a lot of work to do yet, because we have, as I told you, basically all the lines, or at least two lines I'm missing, but all the lines that I've seen of the togo, um, I think they're in our yard. I, would, I mean, they're definitely in our yard. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we have samples of all the of all the different dogos that mm-hmm. uh, different, uh, you know, we have samples except for two. So, having said that, we would like to really work on, uh, on, uh, on uh, just you know, uh, uh, what's the word I was using before? Standardizing or kind mm-hmm. of uh, get that look. Mm-hmm. And so if we have a breeding plan that according to our estimation it's going to take six to seven years Mm -hmm. when we're definitely just going to have you know uh if if all goes well we would like to like think that in six or seven years we're going to be done with you know we're just going to have this fixed type that's that's our that's our goal that's what Mm -hmm. we're working and we have a couple of dogs that are already, you know, we're going to get to a point where we will not need to be out, you know, doing an outcrossing or, or anything like that uh, in the meantime. When we get to a point, then we're going to bring in other dogs from different. From different. But, but breeding, breeding is, as I'm saying, we're going to, this is part of our plan, but honestly, it's hard. I mean, I get emotionally emotionally attached to the dogs. It's hard for me to see a dog. I mean, I, and I cannot keep all the dogs. So that part of breeding I don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's the home for the dogs, and mm-hmm. I just just welt them, and you're there with them, and probably wrong. <laughs> it's, it's probably wrong, but that's how I feel about it. So it's really yeah. hard, <laughs> really hard for me to to breed dogs and then understand that you cannot keep them and. And yeah. that you need to find a good place for them. That that's the part I I, I find it hard. But now, as uh, you know, we're trying to promote the breed. We don't. We do not. Uh, I don't recall. The, you know, we're just trying to promote the breed, and so people have come. Look, do you have a dog? And and so it, it's it's not that that's an easier task right now. Just finding mm-hmm. a place for dogs. That's an easier task right now. And, but um, but we do. We've been talking with. With other breeders that look, you need to sit down and talk about where we're taking the breed. And so we're in that phase right now. And, and I understand it's not a one man's effort. And, and so what we're trying to do right now is just build a community of, of, mm-hmm. of breeders, of people that love the dog. And that's mm-hmm. that's goal a, a, we have right now. But just find people that love the dog. Uh, just find people that are just willing to, you know, be patient and just... Uh, that that's what we're doing right now. That's where we're taking, the, or we aspire to take the dog right now. So uh, that's it. That's it. And let Guatemalans, especially, know that they have that we have a great dog down here. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, something we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, folks from other parts of the world will be interested at one point to to know a little bit more about the breed and and just if somebody wants to. You know, take the dog outside of Guatemala, we would be more than happy. I mean, we're just excited just to think of that idea.